0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: When the gun is tucked, untucked, nigga, you dies like Chucks held by the J.L.I. I'm the one thus meaning no one must try. No two, no three, no four. No why? Because once four or five might blow your high, you ain't got to go to church to get to know your God hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and karen and we are in the heezy Mm -hmm. last day of the week karen wednesday so you know that's uh you know tomorrow this will actually be my last show without a tattoo on my arm Mm -hmm. if everything goes right tomorrow knock on wood um but uh you know also uh it's a sad day because James Gandolfini died, so rest in peace to Tony Soprano. Yeah,
2: because it was all across uh, Twitter a few minutes ago, and uh, TMZ was, like, the first people to report it, and a lot of people was like, I don't know. I got to wait until I hear, like, an official
1: source. TMZ is always right with this kind of shit. I can't believe people even believe that. Yeah, like, yeah
2: now with this. They,
1: they're the ones who broke Michael Jackson dying. They, were, they yeah. were ahead of everybody.
2: Yeah, now, with this, like, they normally don't play, like, they have really become, like, legitimate news sources when it comes to, like, stuff like this. And it's one of those things where, yeah, they gossipy or, or they are known to, you know, do gossip and things like that. Mm-hmm. But over the time, like, they have really been, like, a, a accurate source. So the person was on it and then, you know, HBO started, you know, making official statements and things like that. So everybody was like, oh, okay. And I you know, like I said, I've seen bits and pieces of the Soprano. I've never seen like the entire season, but mm-hmm. he's a staple of the Sopranos and I think uh they set the standards for a lot of the HBO shows that they have now.
1: Yeah, he is uh, you know, fifty one he was fifty one years old. Uh says he appears to have died at a, a, a at a festival, uh, where he suffered a heart attack. Um so I mean, you know, he, he died in Italy of a heart attack. He was due to appear in a film festival in Sicily this weekend. Um, so now we finally know how the Sopranos ends, Karen. Uh, yes, we do. Not just fading to black, man. But uh mm. s- sad to hear that, man. So you got to pour out a little bit of liquor for the homie Tony Soprano. And uh there's only one song that I can think of that we can use to pour out 40 ounces of liquor. And I think everybody in the chat room knows the song we're talking about. So, let me play this. Rest in peace, Tony Soprano. This 40 is for you, man. Oh, wait. That's right. I gotta turn my volume back up. Because that stupid story that kept starting um, when I didn't want it to. Uh, over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let me turn my volume back up. Alright, this is for you, Tony Soprano. Thank you. What? That's not it. What the hell is going on today? Mm. Oh, I had it earlier today. I don't know. What's going on? Well... I guess he's not getting the song today, man. Oh, um, Wait a minute. Let me see if I can find it in Spotify. I don't think that was the only song. You about nope, to play that
2: some that cheers ain't... for us, would not you? I know. What was that? <laughs> I know. Well, everybody knows your name. Doom, 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 doom.
1: Yeah. That's um,
2: what I
1: thought. I was like, we going cheers? Mm, uh, but, uh, let me play this for everybody. Boom. I gotta give a shout out. No. This. There we go. <laughs> this song's dedicated <laughs>
0: to my homies in that gangster league. why do you have to go so It seems like yesterday we were hanging around the hood. Now I'm gonna keep your memory alive like a homie should.
1: to think and I I know one day soon we'll be
0: will be hanging out. This,
1: this, is my my homie. Homie. this is for my homie this is for my homies this is for you Tony see you when I, I get, get there in that gangster lane, lane. That gangster lane, lane. With that that gangstling. We miss you, Tony Soprano. I almost played this song for him. I think this is the wrong song that was going to play, but it's also about. uh, Bone Bros. Bitch.
0: Y'all know what it is. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I thought this was Sunday. Aw, oh, this is something they Oh, on, the on, the on the girls' asses don't don't at the end,
0: don't the don't end of the porn on I never understood this Wasting Yeah, alcohol. we like nasty bitches Might get fucked walking past yeah. me, bitches I <laughs> uh, Feel that on you, man, what I will man, feel what that. I you can on you
1: all night. You can't even tell me what I to do. Touching you there. Touching there. gripping
0: right there. Pulling
1: your hair. Uh Everybody knows yeah, the I, first 30 seconds of that song. That's
2: all I know. And that's
1: it. Cause, Any, uh,
2: anything after that, I don't know what they're talking about. Because normally, they like take some footage and, and like pull them over with some girls shaking their asses as they fade to black. Yeah,
1: a lot of people know that song right Yeah, they now. do. They don't be ashamed, singing. we know it too. They started singing loud in their cubicles and they realized they're not supposed to know that song. <laughs> don't be ashamed. Don't be scared, don't be ashamed. Uh, it's got 213 likes, guys. Alright, I gotta run that back, that's my shit. Porn Pros, bitch.
0: Y'all know what it is. Porn liquor on bitches. We liquor on bitches. Pour liquor on
1: bitches Let me 40 ounce bounce on these bitches Pour liquor on bitches 40 ounce a bounce on the bitches I wonder, like I've never heard any other verses. of this It might end after the first verse We like nasty
0: bitches Might give walking past me, bitches 40 ounce Spill that on you. Man what I will Man what I won't do All night mommy You can say i on you All night you can't even tell me what I won't do Touch you in Touch you there. Gripping right there, pulling your hair. Yeah, that's how we give it to you, baby. Pouring 40
2: ounce on you all
1: night, baby. You can I like how many lines rhyme with the word that he just rhymed. You know what I mean?
2: Ah shit, this stuff more well thought out the little wings.
0: To get what up all night long, we will not never let up. This how it is, this what it does. 40 ounce and <laughs> shaking that ass. Bouncing, mm-hmm.
1: shake, man, making cash. <laughs> Someone had to go to the studio and make this. There's no yes. way he wrote that down. Oh, no, no way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he has some collaboration <laughs> on this. <laughs> these verses. No, I'm saying there's no way this is a memorized written rap. This oh no, was no. Like I said
2: he collaborated. Top of the head. With somebody.
1: No, not collaborate. No help. This is him by himself. Just being like, yeah, put liquor on holes. Oh, you know but, how it but, go with But the they professionally holes.
2: taped it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, I mean, it's obvious that there's no lyrics, There's no punchlines. There's oh, no, no like as no similes. It's just all no. just rapping the same words.
0: Just just let me see podiums, on these bitches I'm scared of these bitches bitch I say the night ain't over how at the curb I ain't heard this version over. Man, you better pray to Jehovah you need him when I bend you over
1: maybe <laughs> <he's laughs> I'm over with over four times in a row so and yeah to Jehovah in that once
0: on night mm, don't you kiss shit like man we got what she likes. I know meat, a wiggle and jiggle remember,
1: We going t- You know, he just got out of prison where he recorded this. Of course. This. There's no way and also I I think this song is probably more black men have had their dick in their hands to this song than any other song on the planet. Of course. Maybe Rump Shaker might be number one, you know? Yeah. But this yeah. gotta be a close this number two second. since the NNA age, uh shit. Uh, anyway, man, let me get off of this. Rest, <laughs> no fool, mister. I play a whole song. Rest in peace, Tony Soprano. That's, that's really what we came to say. Um, so this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us a bunch of places, but the best place is to go to theblackouttips.com. You can also go to iTunes, Stitcher, podomatic all these other places. Search for us there. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes. We read them on the show when we do our feedback show every Saturday morning. Don't forget, leave comments, vote in the polls. Uh, the polls are always pretty good. They have something to do with the episode and, um, you go to the site and just go in there and vote, man. Get your voice heard. Leave a comment about it. Uh, don't forget also the official weapon of the show is the taser and unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And you can still sign up to become a premium member of the show. Um, you know, I see people still out there signing up to be on the site and stuff like that. Just, uh, Go to the blackouttips.com slash premium, and that's how you can sign up. All the information is right there. Everybody that signs up, we really appreciate it. It goes a long way to help the show mm-hmm. Um and keep the show coming. Keep us doing these spinoff shows. I mean, when we're recording eight podcasts in the weekend or something like that, in addition to the five that we're recording throughout the week. week like that kind of shit is what makes me be like you know what man let's just keep it going because people are depending on this yep you know people tell me on twitter like oh, i like your show like before we got on uh, my man record Prize said hey i really enjoyed medium talk number four keep them coming like that kind of stuff uh really lets you know like hey people care about this stuff people are enjoying it people are um feeling like they're getting their money's worth and and that that matters to us a lot um all right um uh, the sponsor for today's show is Shadow Doll Productions. You can find them at ShadowDollProductions.com. Uh, they have audio plays, DVDs, uh, videos that you can download straight from there. Karen and I are featured on a lot of their audio plays. Uh, we even have our own page. You know, you can go to the, the, uh, the Black Girl Tips on there and check us out. Uh, they also have a YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com. It just put in Shadow Doll Productions. Uh, and, uh, check them out there too, man. Um, they, they always look out for us. Uh, they keep investing in the show. And when we do stuff like send people to go click like on their YouTube page and, mm-hmm. um, follow them on Twitter, interact with them, uh, it really helps. And they're, they're, they're one of those sponsors that gets involved with the fans.
2: Yes, Dexter does.
1: And, uh, that, you know, that matters a lot, man. So thanks, uh, to everybody that takes the time out to do that. But yes, yeah, com. Check them out. Buy something. Everything's cheap. Um, all right, man. It's uh, what, June nineteenth, Mm-hmm. and I remember reading a bunch of articles earlier in the year about how the cicadas were gonna be out in droves. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen a fucking cicada yet.
2: I don't think they're here.
1: Yeah, remember when they were like the the what the East Coast will be swamped in cicadas? They I don't be, think they.
2: Have, I think today is Juneteenth too.
1: Oh, today Juneteenth. Well, mm-hmm. happy Racial Oppression Day, guys. Yep. Appreciate it, white people. Um, but yeah, man, that was a sight, man. The whole uh, you, there's gonna be uh, twelve million cicadas descending. You'll be able to eat them like shrimp. Remember mm-hmm. that? But do you do you remember that though? Like, yes, when people,
2: uh, yeah. But I would they what well, they call them the sea the the sea of the land, Lord? How much the shrimp of the sea? Yeah, That's the shrimp of the land, the grass, or whatever they called it.
1: Yeah, well, apparently, um, I haven't seen any of them and I'm starting to think they lied to us, Karen, to try to, to try to trick us for some reason. Um, uh, Juneteenth. Do you even know what Juneteenth is, Karen?
2: I think I have a deal. What is it then, Karen, since you know so much. <laughs> I said I
1: think Tell I have a
2: idea. I might be completely wrong. I don't know shit I about think, no Juneteenth. But I think Juneteenth uh is when the word like officially started spreading especially down south about slaves being free because a lot of people didn't know it. And they you know back then they didn't have the forms of communication that they do right now. So um as it as the word that, you know, black folks was free began to spread around uh, they uh, have a holiday that they've created called Juneteenth. From my understanding, I could be wrong, but from my little bit of knowledge, I think
1: I'm Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day, is a holiday in the United States that commemorates the announcement of the abolition of slavery. Uh, in the U.S. state of Texas, in 1865, celebrated on June 19th. The term is a pormontu or portmanteau. I don't know of June and 19th. And is recognized as a state holiday or a special day of observance in forty two of the United States. Wonder which eight of those are like fuck y'all. Um uh,
2: good question. Yeah, I would love to do that. And and they said that uh I'm looking in chat, somebody said the slaves are free like two years before they even got the message.
1: During the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on september twenty second, eighteen sixty two, with an effective date of january first, eighteen sixty three. Although it declared that slaves had to be were to be freed in the Confederate states of America in the rebellion against the federal government, it had minimal effect. That's right, because they were rebelling against the government. That's true. Even after the ending of the military hostilities as a part of the former Confederacy, Texas did not act to comply with the Emancipation Proclamation on June 18th, 1865, uh, which is almost three years later. Union General Gordon Granger and 2,000 federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, to take possession of the state and enforce the emancipation of its slaves. On June 19th, standing on the balcony of the Galveston Ashton Villa, Granger read the contents of General Order No. 3. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. And the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect a military military post and they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. Which is kind of a loaded statement, if you ask me, because it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you free, you, but don't be a shiftless ass, no good for nothing nigger. Um, you know, you guys can go ahead and, uh, have your freedom as long as you're willing to stay slaves. And, uh, we'll pay you a little bit of something, you know, do some sharecropping or something like that, we'll break you off a couple dollars. But, uh, as far as we're concerned, uh, you free. And you are equal. You got all the same rights, except you still work for the person that's been slaving your ass and your family uh, since exist, since you uh, probably been born. So um, that day since became known as Juneteenth, a name coming from. Yeah. OK, I talked about that. Um, and uh former slaves in Galveston rejoiced in the streets with jubilant celebrations. Juneteenth celebrations began in Texas the final following year. Man, it must have really been rubbing it in white people's face we partying we free Mm mm-hmm it's like you i used to own you boy it's like well i got a party tonight dog you don't own me no more you might own me in the morning but right now you don't own me across many parts of texas free people pooled their funds to purchase land specifically for their communities increasingly large juneteenth gatherings including houston's emancipation parks mexia's booker t washington park and emancipation park in austin so yeah man that's crazy man tradition uh, which i 've never participated in, but the traditions include a public reading of the Emancipation proclamation mm, snoozeville
2: yeah i have i 've been to actually one of those with knowing your mom and us, we probably came like later on pat like past that point, mm. but for a lot of times it 's like a huge uh thing where a lot of people will I know the one they here have here in Charlotte is on the white side of town, so basically it 's a bunch of white folks you know listening to african music african dance and you know and things like that um it's actually was it actually a really really fun event but yeah it sounds know. fun
1: i mean it other is. than the reading of the emancipation proclamation yeah, we we
2: missed that part
1: yeah but uh that's cool man so now i know what juneteenth is i'll tell you who doesn't know what juneteenth is paula dean no uh paula dean admits to using the n-word and making racial jokes an explosive deposition that's not surprising, though. But what you're not shocked that a woman like her would be racist, Karen? mm Why not? I, the way she talks and the way she cooks. She cooks like a racist.
2: I like a racist. It's one of those things where just from her.
1: How does one cook like a racist? Don't pass me the black pepper, only white pepper goes in this dish.
2: No, no. When she be like, pass me the butter and butter, butter, butter. And butter and deep fry everything, everything, fry that some more, smother that in some more grease and some more oil. Uh huh. Well,
1: what, what about that is racist?
2: She just looked like she owned slaves. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I know that's a racist statement for me even saying mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that but, is awesome. But racist. yeah.
1: Um, Celebrity chef Paula Dean has admitted to using the N word and telling an insensitive racial jokes during a May 17th deposition that was videotaped and also confessed to her brother's cocaine pornography and alcohol addictions. Now yeah. I feel bad for him. You know what I mean because uh you know that her brother was like, "Why you got to talk about my addictions? They asking you questions about you, nigga? Yeah. Keep my business out of it."
2: Yeah, and 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 it's one of those things where it sounds weird. It's like how I got to say this. I don't really it's not surprising that she said, she said, nigga, it's not surprising, you know, that she, I think with the stories for her family possibly on slaves or, or, or she found out how her, her family on slaves at some period of time. Um, and that's one thing about being down here in the South. It's like a lot of that just is not, uh, I don't know. It's just not surprising to me to, uh, find out this information. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know why I'm I'm just I don't know. I'm not shocked I don't have oh, any... Oh no, I'm
1: not shocked either. I but I was just asking cuz you you made it sound like you uh saw her cooking and she was like, "Pass me that nigga spoon." And you was like, "Oh. That's, that's not right."
2: <laughs> no 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 no. It it wasn't. That is one of those things... Today where
1: you, we're making wet back tacos. At, <laughs> in in the kitchen. Deep fried wet back tacos.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those things where you just look and you go, "Okay. I could I, it's like it's like It's one of those things where you look, you just observe, you go, oh, if it ever come out to your races, I won't be surprised.
1: Paula, 66, admitted to using the N-word and wanting black waiters to play the role of slaves at a wedding party she was putting together. Wow. A new bombshell reported from the National Enquirer claims, the personal disclosures uncovered have stunned Paula's family and could mark the collapse of her entire empire, source told the tabloid. Yeah, she
2: makes a lot of money. And on top of that, she's like... Uh, one of their highest ranking shows. Cause I watch a lot of Food Network and, mm. and Cooking Channel, and all, all that stuff is connected.
1: And she's supposed to be on Lip Smacking Good, so I don't know what's gonna happen now. Oh, nah, she was supposed to be on Lip Smacking Good. I thought she was.
2: No. Uh, she she be interesting to talk to. I tell you that much.
1: Uh. Um.
2: It. And I, I and I guess.
1: <laughs> she's more of a medium talk person. I think. After after this.
2: Yeah, oh oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, ain't no little man. good. She yeah, she she don't wanna talk hard, she don't wanna talk easy. Let's let's do medium to, 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 to be sure that, that you ain't gonna bash her. So your show will probably be perfect for her, Mr. Oprah. Um I think from my personal perspective, you have to think she has a newspaper not a newspaper, but a magazine with her by Paula Dean magazine. Mm-hmm. She sells a pot, she sells pans, like I mean I mean it's it's like a whole her name is her brand almost. Yeah. And so it's one of those things to where it could go either way. A lot of people can say, okay, you've changed now and continue to buy because a lot of white people love her food. It's, it's, it's like because she has Well, a joke. I
1: feel kind of like dog, this is like dog the bounty hunter. It doesn't matter what her fans think and all that shit to an extent because no network wants to have a racist person representing their network is like no. it wouldn't matter if you know she comes she's gonna come out and say i'm not racist of course and all this shit but honestly it's one of those moments where it's like you played too much so if you're not racist um then you played like a racist way too hard and if you are racist then you your secret's out but what late what who's gonna say you can represent our tv station to millions of people because we stand behind you
2: yeah, and it's, you you you're talking about losing a lot, a whole, 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 whole lot of money. Like it's a mm. lot of money that she's getting ready to lose. She's getting ready to lose endorsements because I know she does like the um, Smithfield ham. Like she's constantly doing Smithfield ham. She's constantly selling all, you know, pushing and selling all kinds of stuff. So you know, it it, it over over time. Uh, which I think she can rebuild her reputation, but it's gonna be really, really, really hard to uh, resell yourself at the, you know, you have people looking at you, but you're the racist white lady.
1: Right. The Emmy winning kitchen queen was questioned for three hours because of the $1.2 million, uh, 12, 2012 lawsuit in which the former general manager of their Savannah, Georgia restaurant, Lisa Jackson claimed use of the N word by Paula and sexual harassment and infliction of distress and assault by her brother, Bubba Harris. Bubba hairs. Okay. So she got a brother named Bo. That's another way you got to know. She wow, races.
2: and I didn't know uh, she owned restaurants too. So yeah, it's a lot of money in that.
1: When asked by Lisa's Atlanta-based attorney if she ever used the N-word, Paula responded, "Yes, of course," and gave examples of times when she used the ex- offensive term. Now the fact that she said, "Yes, of course," is just like beyond me. It's like, like of course I call them niggers, niggers. Why are you, why are you dripping? I mean, well, well, how did you use it, ma'am? I mean, can yeah. you give a couple examples? Well, like for instance, right now, Lisa's in the courtroom. I'm nigger. You know, you're not getting this one point two million dollars, right? Ah, uh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah, and it's one of those things too.
2: It's like it's stupid of her to even say that because it's like your age does not excuse you knowing better because you're selling products to all types of people and even white people that are offended by white other white people using that word and feel like it's insensitive to even talk about it or bring it up and it's like okay I'm I'm not gonna support anybody that isn't open to everybody.
1: You know, what's weird too is like uh I'm I don't like the old the old excuse. Yeah. Well, that, she's 66, she's but old. That's like, not I, an excuse. Yeah. It's one of the things I've never fucked with, with anybody saying that. It's like, well, when old people get a pass. Fuck them. No. If you're old, you've been adapting to change your whole fucking life. You can't I, be calling people niggers in public anymore. That's something I do not you understand. You can't be at work calling your black, uh, uh, co-workers or people that work under you, niggers and talking nigger jokes. And it's not a fucking revelation. No, it's not. She's savvy enough to run a fucking empire. empire and a business but not savvy enough to go probably shouldn't be calling people niggers at work you know with the whole uh rights and everything that people have at work these days ain't that the truth uh when asked by uh well yeah so anyways in terms of telling racist jokes paula said it's just what they are they're jokes most jokes are about jewish people rednecks black folks i can't determine what offends another person now, for the record, somebody, wow. I, I said she wasn't making Jewish people jokes and shit, or she probably would have been done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And somebody was like, well, she said she didn't the de- deposition. No, she no, said no, no. most jokes so, are about yeah, those. Yeah. She didn't say she told those no, jokes. No, she told Jewish people she definitely would be kicked out, because
2: Jewish people got money, and, and their money spins. And and they control a lot of the
1: media networks yes, and shit. Yeah, they do. And uh, you offend the wrong person, you could be up out of here. And then somebody, I was also like, and then someone was like, well, also uh, gay people. And I'm like, well, that's kind of iffy because that's not always true. No, no, no. They sh- Jew
2: people got power. They, they, they could talk to well, people, got connections, mm-hmm. and they would get your ass off the air.
1: Well, not just that, but um, there's been people who've said fucked up stuff about gay people that still Had, somehow have a career. That's right. And somebody brought up Isaiah Washington. I'm like, yeah, that's true. He's still working, though, but he also is black so you know mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out ain't but that the truth? i know talking about them jews fuck mel gibson whole shit up like i don't mm. even know the last thing he did ain't that the truth that anybody watched you know um so um she also oh and then when asked if she wanted black men to play the role of slaves at a wedding she explained she got the idea from a restaurant her husband and her had dined at saying the whole entire waitstaff was middle-aged black men And they had on beautiful white jackets with a black bow tie. I mean, it was really impressive. That restaurant represented a certain era in America after the Civil War, during the Civil War, before the Civil War. It was not only black men, it was black women. I would say they were slaves. So she wanted, she wanted a party with slaves at it. And And she
2: thought that was okay.
1: But, but, but she's not racist, okay not at all yeah and shout out to the black twitter people that turn into J whenever a white person fucks up ah they just immediately start defending well you know hey a lot of black people say they don't like white people and let's just ignore ignore the historical context and uh social parameters Mm -hmm. and the way things are constructed in hundreds of years of all this history let's ignore all that and just talk about that one time you know like it's like come on guys she doesn't need a, a she doesn't need a bailout
2: no she doesn't
1: you know sometimes you do shit and you go huh that shit is racist
2: and, yep and that shit is stupid for her to admit and say that
1: yeah not even yeah i mean she didn't want to lie to the judge though because, because yeah you make your deposition yeah. and you can actually go to prison and shit for lying true um like perjury is serious and during the deposition a lot of times the shit you admit can't really be you know depending on what kind of well, in this case, it probably could be, but it, it, sometimes it's not even able to be, like, used as evidence and all this other shit. During the deposition, Bubba also made shocking admissions, including using the N-word in reference to President Barack Obama.
2: <laughs>
1: While Paula and Bubba did make some pretty damaging confessions in their de- depositions, what they admitted to only scratches the surface of what actually goes on in their daily lives, and Insider of told the Inquirer, to find out more about that pick up the National Enquirer, and rep, a representative for Dean exclusively tells Entertainment Tonight, contrary to media reports, Miss Dean could, does not condone or find the use of racial epithets acceptable. Of
2: course, he gotta say that he he, because you know what that means. If he's the lawyer, guess who ain't getting paid? Him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know he lives off of her. Like his job is to represent her and be sure she get all the money she can get. Well, that's such a
1: public statement. Of course, know. I don't. I don't condone nor find the use of racial epithets acceptable. Do you know niggas are racial epithet? Well, that's just nigger jokes, though, honey. That don't count. Niggers, I, niggers aren't people.
2: No, they. Then you black fast find out they three not feel of a person. Yeah. And
1: then, uh, uh d- then,
2: uh, uh, uh well, I have more.
1: On, I have more on this. Okay. This is not the end. Um, number one thing. Um, my favorite thing to do was uh, I got a link to the Fox News article about this. Oh, snap. And, uh, everybody knows my assertion that the real America lives in the comment section. So I checked out them comments, dog. Um, and a lot of people had something to say. Um, they, somebody deleted one which said, uh, if Barack Obama doesn't want to be called a nigger, you shouldn't act like one. Oh, Lord. By the way, I was watching the movie Blazing Saddles as I typed that, and you want a perfect example of whites and blacks using the N-word, then this is the movie for you if you haven't seen it. still hilarious and offensive at the same time after all these years. So he said, hey, she's just living that Blazing Saddles life. You know how it is.
2: Yeah, that's why Blazing Saddles would never get made in two, you know, 2000. If Blazing Saddles got made now, it wouldn't be Blazing Saddles.
1: As a white person, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood in the South. I don't witness. I don't witness the racial animosity between races. I see portrayed in the media politics. I think this is nothing but propaganda to gain ratings and votes. You ain't black. This is as a white person.
2: Oh, I'm about to say. Well, yeah, you're not. You're not. But like this, you're not black, and so you really hadn't experienced it. Which means a lot of this shit don't happen around you. So that's why you concerned it don't happen. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just like the idea that somebody can say like. Well, I didn't see all these problems in the South when I was down there, and everything seemed to be fine. It's like, yeah, well, you also didn't see people busting nigger jokes and wanting slaves at their parties. Ain't that the truth? It's not, you know. I don't think this is to get votes that Paula Deen is getting sued by an employee that she discriminated against or made a hostile work environment towards. That's not a political. There's nothing political about this, you know. At all. Not like Obama said bring in Paula Dean, you know um someone else said uh you can watch any movie any rap song and listen to stand-up comedians which consists of black entertainers and hear the n-word and disparage your comments about whites and it isn't a problem so what is the problem here because you know how she was busting her rhymes and she was about to do her stand-up set uh at, at you know at the Apollo before you know and it wouldn't have been a problem Karen at all because there's no historical context or happy juneteenth everybody happy juneteenth
2: yep be glad you got free uh
1: her brother bubba also admitted to referring to president obama as the n-word the report claims if he doesn't want to be called one he shouldn't act like one nigger is not a color it is an attitude if one doesn't like the label then one should change the behavior that merits the label not racism truth that's what donnie underscore v says Mm-hmm. and reunite america says bravo finally someone hits the nail on the head this obama is the classic nigger and it has nothing to do with being black thank you for the concise and clear definition
2: oh yeah um i have a question for both of those people Do y'all go around calling white people niggas
1: mm-hmm. hmm?
2: like 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 i'm not trying to be like that like like when people do stuff like that my question is that do you go on somebody else's site? Do you like and you be like, well, look at these niggas out here doing this and doing that. I, you know, fuck them niggas. No, you don't do that. Well, then it's it's actual racial connotation behind
1: right. you bringing up the word. I'm, none of these white people ever say nigga to me. I wonder what's going on. Am I not close enough with them? I and, showed and, a, and it's the mm-hmm. internet
2: too. People get people get that people get that internet word. courage. Yeah,
1: that's true. I showed Obama respect until he showed me that he didn't deserve any. That was halfway through the 2009 inaugural speech. Uh, of course, she spelled inaugural wrong. Uh, Jeff from, from, Jeff from Jersey says, You are so right. So many African Americans, I consider some of my best friends. None of them act like niggers. And anytime a white person says that, a black person will make fun. Like, Oh, you want an award for having black friends? No, just giving a reference that I do not have a problem with any color. But if you act a certain way, I will not associate with you and shouldn't have, and should have the right to call you a nigger. Lil Wayne recently that's a nigger right there you act like one you get called one no one di- no different than if a redneck acts like a redneck and if calling me a cracker makes a black person feel better go right ahead i just don't care anymore about being all pc for my blank avatar
2: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and well, what people fail to realize that the, yeah like i say when when it comes to race and racism and things like that it's very funny when you talk to people about it and things like that like you said people just want to disregard
1: all everything attached with the words that they're saying some people on here are talking about they're gonna go buy paula dean products now i believe that like she a hero for being a fucking racist i believe that why because they're racist oh man uh twitter made like a big thing out of um Hashtag Paula De- Paula's best dishes. I know they won it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I saw yeah. a ton of these. I didn't even, um, do, go into all of them, but I, I just thought it was funny. Here's a couple on, on the Huffington Post article. Kale and cabbage casserole, KKK for short, all started with K. Oh. Uh, pineapple uppity negro side down cake. <laughs> <laughs> Filled hand squeeze lemonade. <laughs> oh. Wade in the watermelon, <laughs> ah! Macaroni and cheese, oh! Ku Klux clams, mm. <laughs> some of my best friends are black-eyed peas. Oh Lord! We shall Over Crumb cake. Ah, oh, that actually sounds good. You hear white folk talking? You better hush, puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Tar baby back flips, oh! That should actually sound good. Yeah, can I have some of them? time and be back ribs. Rocky Underro- Underground Railroad Ice Cream. <laughs> uh, James Earl Raymond Noodles. <laughs> Stop and fricassee, <laughs> <laughs> Uh Lynch Lynchables. <laughs> Lynchables. <laughs> Strange Fruit Pies. Uh, can I Touch Your Haircut Verts? I don't know that one. Uh, that's That's too dope for me. Oh uh, man. So yeah, that was just, um, I thought that was funny. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. There is a U.S. immigration, um, services that, uh, U.S. immigration services believe an atheist can't be a conscientious objector. Karen, I can't believe that. A Texas woman who lived in the United States for 30 years recently applied to become a naturalized citizen, but she hit a snag where she indicated she was a conscientious objector. According to Raw Story, naturalized citizens must swear an oath to bear arms in defense of the nation, but a person can be exempt if they claim their right not to fight on the grounds of freedom of thought, conscience, or religion. So what she's saying is conscience objective means like whenever you become a citizen, one of the oaths you have to swear is, hey, if you have to defend this land, United States that they can draft you. With well, not just they can draft you, but if you want to defend this land and we need you to pick up a gun and join the army or whatever then you say you will do it right uh if you don't want to do it you want to be a conscientious objector you can claim to do so on grounds of freedom of thought conscience or religion okay okay when 65 year old margaret dowdy Made that claim, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Office in Houston told her that she has until Friday to give them a letter proven she is a member in good standing of a church that opposes the right to bear arms. The letter must be on official church stationery. But Doughty, who was originally from the United Kingdom, does not belong to a church. She was told without the letter, she would be denied naturalization at her June 21st hearing.
2: How can they do that? Like, that makes no sense. It's people here in our country born and raised that don't go to church and don't have to go through this process.
1: Yeah, because she said she wouldn't pick up her guns and, you know, whatever against the, against, you know, and, and defend the nation. She's 65 years old. She go, she'll be dead. Right. Two atheist groups came to Dottie's aid, the Freedom from Religious Foundation and the Epic Nine Humanist Legal Center sent letters to the Houston office indicating that the legal action will be taken if Doughty is not acknowledged as a conscientious objector simply because she does not belong to a church. Our application, Doughty explained her stance as a conscientious objector. The truth is that I would not be willing to bear arms since my youth. I have had a firm, fixed, and sincere ob- objection to participation in war in any form or in bearing of arms i deeply and sincerely believe that it is not moral or ethical to take another person's life and my lifelong spiritual slash religious beliefs impose on me a duty of conscience not to contribute to warfare by taking up arms and she has that choice so who's it's like i'm not a valid person i want to be a citizen of your country motherfucker no when you're gonna pick up these guns i'm not i, I just don't want to pick up guns against my spiritual religious belief show me a letter I want a note from why, the church saying you won't kill people why why, why does she have to have a letter from her church? It's like a doctor's note, but for murder,
2: yeah, I mean I mean it, it ain't like she what you want a doctor note saying that she's sick or some shit doesn't make no sense,
1: yeah, I just thought that was crazy, man, like especially it's like well, she's an atheist, so you know one of those guys <laughs> you know, wow um here's an article that you wanted me to play on the show so i will play it for everybody it's about being a parent a lot of moms are parenting from afar these days karen Mm
3: -hmm. debate tonight over moms who choose to leave their children behind many of them arguing it makes them a better mom here's my 2020 co-anchor elizabeth vargas in 2008 talia liara moved to seattle after a divorce Leaving her three children, Nathaniel, Eric, and Serena, to live with her dad, David, 2,800 miles away in Pennsylvania. Talia spends her days painting, writing, making music, and practicing martial arts. Um, Mothering? That. And then when well, do, when that's ready, done from know. afar. And I will walk you through the steps of the scrambled eggs. And the... Oh, sure. She emails recipes for them to cook for themselves. Pancakes. And she stays in touch on phone and via Skype. You sound a little like you have a cold. Yeah, I I have a cold. But they only see each other in person around once a year. Okay, well, Miss Sweetcake. We talk all the time, we're very connected. And that's as good as being there. I can't answer that it's as good as, it's just different. I know a lot of people listening to this will want to know, do you love your children? Absolutely, more than anything. More than yourself? Should a mother love her children more than herself? Talia says conflict with her husband caused enormous stress to her and the children, and that leaving them was the only way to ease that tension. Why so far away? Why did you have to move 3,000 miles away? At that point, was it 10 miles or 3,000 miles or 3 million miles? It really wouldn't make any difference. Well, because at 10 miles, you could still see the kids and have be a presence in their lives. Right, but in order for the conflict to go away, there had to be a certain distance. David says there was no conflict. And he says Talia's sudden transformation from stay-at-home mom to West Coast bohemian was astonishing. And his friends? They were shocked. It's like, how could a mom leave her children like this? Uh, This is something my partner from 2020, Elizabeth Vargas, with us here now. And you dive into this tonight. You were telling me that one mom told you that divorced dads who do this don't face merely the same backlash. Oh, absolutely. She said there's an in essence a double standard that exists. She said even though she doesn't fit the mold of a perfect mom, she does fit the mold of a terrific divorced dad. So, interesting to listen to what they have to say and you can
2: make your own judgment.
1: All right. So, what would you think about that, Karen?
2: I think about that several ways. Mm-hmm. Um I know a lot of people are probably not going to agree with me when I say, when I say this, but I think that, you know what, she has that right. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Well, not just that she has a right. I mean, obviously she has a right. Yeah,
2: she, she has the right. And you think
1: it's an effective uh, way of raising kids too?
2: If that works for her and her mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with that. I think that uh, the standards that I put on mothers are not put on fathers.
1: That's true.
2: You know, is is it and and, and, and if for some reason people think just because a woman births a child that uh, she has this love and this connection and this overwhelming I gotta protect my child. Most women do. Some women don't, mm-hmm. and that's something that people don't want to talk about. You know, your love for your child might not be the next woman's love for her child, and that's just a fact. Every mm-hmm. every woman don't have this nurturing nature thing. In them, they just don't. And that's something that people don't want to admit either. How you choose to raise your child and, and your relationship with your child is not everybody's. And also, I think, too, is that if this was a man, this wouldn't even be a news article.
1: Oh, of course not. You know, you know, like, you know, you know
2: what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, And that's my thing. You Like, know. they
1: be getting props. Like, hey, man, at least you getting on Skype every, like, three to four days with your kids.
2: Yeah, and and, 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 and the, the the thing I have with this is that... She's right. She does fit the standard of a single dad, Mm -hmm. but because for some reason, when it comes to a woman, they act like a woman is just supposed to put her children above everything. But the thing about being a mother, guess what you are? You are a person. You are individual first. It does not mean you don't love your children. It does not mean you don't. Cause she was like, well, do you love your children? And my thing is like, what kind of motherfucking question is that? (laughs) Right. And, and the reason why I say this is because it comes to that standard where if you're a woman and you're not at home with your kids being a mom or loving your husband or being a single mom, that you're not a motherfucking parent and you don't love your children. Well, I have a question. W- why don't you ask that to a dad that does this? Well, do you love your kids? You, like You That question never comes to a dad. It you know, does. yes, you're 3,000 miles away, leaving leaving your wife halfway across the country by herself to raise her children. Only send your children once a year well, uh, well are you a sufficient dad do you love your children that question is never asked to yeah. men and so and that- then
1: even a step further do you love your children more than yourself yes which yes. is a very philosophical question that yes. you know i think you could ask anybody you know yes. uh, you know because i feel like that's what we're great that's what's ingrained in us that's what we're taught you know is you're supposed to love your children more than yourself uh you once you become a parent Everything about you is secondary to that child. You know, you don't have, you don't get to have needs anymore. You don't get to have wants. You don't get to, don't get to have, get to have yeah.
2: dreams. You don't get to live your life unless you have a penis. Right. That's that's what people fail to realize. Unless you have a penis. Yeah. For dads, If you, yeah, and stuff, if you have a penis, not, yeah. you can walk away. If you have a penis, you can throw money and pay child support. If you have a penis. You you can do these things and it's not an issue and it's not a problem and, pe- and society doesn't look down on you because as far as society concerned, you're a breadwinner. You're supposed to go out there and take care of your family. And guess what? You could be ain't shit, but it don't matter. Why? Because you have a penis. Yeah. And like, that's the problem that I have.
1: Like when people see Tim Duncan playing with his kids at halftime on Father's Day, everybody's like, Isn't that sweet? Isn't that awesome? Uh but, you know, Tim Duncan's away from home nine months a year just about, you know, so but we don't question does he love his children no we don't you know because of that we we, you know we look at it like well that's what fathers do uh but the idea is that the mother's role is you have to be in the house up under your kids 100 percent dedicated to them at all times um and nothing else now i will say this i wish my mom would have tried to raise me via skype nigga (laughs) man oh man that would have never worked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now Roderick, i want you to go spank yourself every time <laughs> every time i type spank into the chat room you spank yourself go get a, it go get a
2: switch now it now and the thing is that truth be told not being there makes a difference please don't get me wrong i'm not erasing that i'm not saying that it's not a fact Mm-hmm. My issue is that it's okay for a father to do this. And what people fail to realize, as, as, as society changes and as the role of men and women in relationships and in marriage changes, society is slow to adapt. Because mm-hmm. it was a period of time where women were, were not considered a wife, you were considered a property like a fucking piece of chair. Right. But now you have rights. You know, I got control of my repro. Well, I, 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 I depend on what state you in. You got control of your reproductive system. Correct. You know, you know at least.
1: Or maybe o- if you're married to Kirk, uh you don't have control because he I, said I, just get rid I, of. It. I
2: guess not. You know, at least with Obamacare, you can you can you can at least get your annual once a year free of charge. Mm-hmm. You know, might not be able to get birth control depending on if your insurance, but you be able to be sure your ovary is okay. Right. Um. So my my thing is 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 that society is always slow to adapt and to adjust to the changes. And I think that roles in households have changed. You have more women working. You have more women putting themselves before their children because it's a lot of households out here where a man puts himself and his career and his job, his livelihood above his children all the time. And, the, and and just like a mother is important, that father not being there is very important too, but society always gives that man the pat on the back and he could be a lousy ass father but it does not matter because to society when they look at it, you look like a, a normal or a standard household when in reality that might not be the reality of what's going on but for some reason when a vagina decides hey I'll, I, I want to separate myself and the thing is that you don't know what made her make the decision to leave
1: you know people yeah are, maybe the kids are bad and they're the reason for the divorce that's what i tell kids all the time it's anything be, they'll come up to me and be like rob my parents just got divorced and i said it's probably your fault nigga and i walk away <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth
2: it could be any reason why and 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 my thing is that I don't, I don't have a problem with her making the conscious decision to say, I'm moving and mm-hmm. I'm leaving. I won't, I, I'm, I'm go halfway across country. I well,
1: don't see you a problem know, with that. it's kind of like that thing though, know, where remember that one article about the lady who was breastfeeding her son and the son was like grown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like grown enough where it's like, like anytime the son can be like, mama, it's time for the breast, please. It's like that nigga needs to be off of the boob. Mm -hmm. it felt like that kind of like like this is the extreme example of the opposite where it's like look at this mom isn't that crazy yeah that's not traditional yeah
2: it's almost like they want to make an example of you yeah and and and, and it's one of those mom shaming you know like to do slut shaming it's a mom shaming if you don't fit the standard tradition of what America considers a mom to be. If you're not at home, cooking, cleaning, picking up children from daycare. If you're not at home, fucking your husband, meeting all his needs, putting everybody above you and in front of yourself. If you're not doing these things, you're not considered a mom and you don't love your family. But what they fail to realize is that that's an unrealistic standard to put on any particular person. It's just very unrealistic. And then you wonder why women have mental breakdowns, why women get depressed, why women, you know, snap and things like that because, because that's unrealistic yeah, a lot of women
1: a lot of women can't live up to the ideal that we set up in america yes as what a good mom should be and a lot of times people need to seek help but they can't really reach out to anybody because they are ashamed to be less of a woman less of a mom yes. than what people feel they should be and especially when people just put you on these paths mentally when they talk to you they, they have your life on a track and they tell you what, you, what will make you happy with no consideration for what kind of person you are and what will make you happy. Or a lot of times your direct objection to what they're saying. So it's like, even if you're going, no, I don't want kids that won't make me happy. I don't want to get married. That's not what I'm into. People are like, no, you get married. That'll make you happy, especially for women. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you get married, you have some kids your life will be complete you're like that sounds miserable to me i don't think i'd be good at that no you trust me once they're here it'll change everything you know
2: that 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 goes that goes back to that you're assuming that every woman has this maternal instinct to love and protect and want to
1: be there for her children but that's right.
2: not in that's not ingrained in like every also woman. it's a
1: little bit offensive the people yes, that, it is not just to women but the people that are assuming that the father couldn't possibly be doing a good job yeah th- yeah th- Like, th- isn't that a little offensive to f- yes. like it's not like these kids are orphans they're staying with their dad you know and people are like oh, oh well, well fuck that i mean clearly these kids can't possibly be getting raised right no man could possibly do that no matter how involved he is in a child's upbringing that kid is gonna be fucked up you know it's like well well maybe the fathers doing a great job you know yeah
2: and and it's insulting to single dads and that's something yeah. else that people don't want to admit either um is is very uh because honestly there are it's it's a, it's a low statistic but there are increase of single dads like it, mm-hmm. it that that are raising children by themselves and 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 having to be everything to their children and i don't see anything wrong with that either that's very non-traditional
1: too for the record even if it's not a single father okay because that's not this situation she is still in the kid's life but it's from afar she sees her kids like once a year Mm -hmm. um but that means the majority of the year they're with their father and he's taking care of them and people are like her kids gonna be fucked up it's like a man couldn't possibly raise two healthy kids like it, it, with, with just, you know, some participation from the mom, but not a lot, he could, it's impossible, like, it's not like they cut to the house, and the house is on fire, and, you know, he was Mr. Mom with an ironing board, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's not Tom and Jerry in yeah, that house. And, Those kids and, look very well taken care of.
2: Yes. And that goes back to, to, to being insulting to men's intelligence. Like, like, like men don't have the capability of knowing or understanding how to take care of kids. So that's insulting to that man. Yeah. And, and, and it's also insulting to the man to just assume that. Not only can you not take care of the kids, you can't take care of them by yourself, but it's right. also almost reverse sexism. If that was a mom, you would just assume the kids with kids would be okay. I don't right. know if that makes sense. Somehow the
1: man throwing money yes. at the problem and you sitting your ass at home uh, taking care of the kids, absolutely fine. Fine. The woman throwing money at the problem and the man taking care of the kids, kids going to be fucked up. No ifs, ands, or buts, buts about it. it. You know? It's like, you know, every that's why I make sure every Mother's Day to go on Twitter and remind people that, yeah, happy Mother's Day. But only to the moms that take care of they shit. I don't care about these egg donors out here raising kids, just dropping kids off and leaving a man to raise a kid by himself. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear that shit and I don't want to see them get no props. So fuck that. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of people need to chill out, man. Like it's just a judgment thing where people just get a chance to judge someone. That's all this article is about. Of course. Um, well, Let's talk about, uh, apparently Serena Williams, uh, was in, what was this, uh, was it Sports Illustrated? Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. where she got interviewed and she said, uh, I guess she slipped up a little bit. They talked about the Steubenville rape case and she said about the victim, she shouldn't have put herself in that position. And now she's currently reaching out to the girl's family to let them know how sorry she is, uh, for what was written. Uh, she said, what was written what i supposedly said is insensitive and hurtful and i by no means would say or insinuate that she was at all to blame uh now of course people know that the girl was like a a minor i think she was 16 Mm -hmm. she got like passed out drunk and so dudes passed her around to different parties and uh, uh, two of the guys on the football team actually got convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, even though supposedly more people were involved.
2: A lot more, probably. Adults
1: were trying to cover the situation up. Yes, they like, were. It was they, just terrible. they need to be charged. Yeah. Um, she said, uh, what happened in Steubenville was a real shock for me. I was deeply saddened. For someone to be raped and at only 16 is such a horrible tragedy. But for both families involved, that of the rape victim and the, of the accused, According to Rolling Stone story, Williams says the perpetrators of the crime did something stupid. She asked, do you think it was fair what they got? She asked, I'm not blaming the girl, but if you're a 16 year old and you're drunk like that, your parents should teach you. Don't take drinks from other people. She also is quoted as saying she shouldn't have put herself in that position unless they slipped or something. Then that's different um i while williams in england prepared for Wilmington said, i have fought all my career for women's equality women, women's equal rights respecting their fields anything i can do to support women i have done my prayers and support always goes out to the rape victim in this case most especially to an innocent 16 year old child so um apparently you know i i think she fucked up basically mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where real talk 100 percent just I, I wish we lived in a world where both of these statements should be said, Mm-hmm. but we don't. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we always tell women to take care of themselves and watch out for themselves and not put themselves in a bad situation. Yep. We always do. There's no mom yep. that doesn't get a speech. There's no woman who hasn't received a speech yeah, several times, times from several different people.
2: Yes. And, 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 and it's very frustrating because it's always protect yourself instead of telling motherfuckers not to rape you.
1: Right. So, you know, when it doesn't help when someone throws in this, Oh, you got raped. Well, you shouldn't have got drunk, should you? You know, it's, it's never, that's not a helpful, uh, thing. And I'm, I'm glad that she's apologizing and backing off of that shit. And somebody good got to her ear and was like, this isn't the stance you want to, you want to take. You know, because, you know, there's a lot of women that have been raped. and won't even talk about it. Nope. Feel sad and ashamed by about it. So,
2: yeah, because we live in society and just the world period that always, always male or female when it comes to it, to raping, even cultures that are actually actually a rape, seriously rape cultures, mm-hmm. um, it's your fault. And you like, well, what the fuck? What was I supposed to do? I got popped up the head, drugged in the forest and raped. It's your fault. And you like, well, what more could I do? It's your fault. Right. Because people don't want to like accept if, the reality that
1: the world is just fucked up. If we lived in a world where literally people were telling males how fucking stupid this shit is. Because yes! half of the time, I, and I've been in these rooms. I've talked to guys. I've talked to dudes who may have committed a rape and haven't, don't even think of it that way. No. You know, like when people make jokes about, oh, a busket, that's when a girl fucks one dude and then the other dudes come in like, yeah, you gonna give me some too. You know what I mean? And, and then she give you some dog. Yeah, we all hit that. No. I'm, but it's like, you know, that's a rape, right? Yes, that is. There was an article on, um, on, uh, that I actually didn't do on the show cause I, it made me too angry, but there was a girl who was, uh gang raped by a bunch of dudes one of the dudes even picked up a phone and called her father and and taunted him about the fact that they were raping his daughter you lying no i'm not lying um but it was just one of those like this is so fuck. this pisses me off so bad i don't know how to cover this on the show and not just fucking derail the entire fucking episode and end up with another you know hour and a half like what the fuck are y'all teaching these boys but you know, that is a culture out here and that is a serious thing when you thought it was so trivial. You know what I mean? Like you think it's so trivial. You think that there's nothing wrong with that. So I feel like that's, that's the, the fight that we actually have in society is getting people to understand how wrong it is. And while the people of uh, those of us who are just are not savages and shit like that. We all kind of assume that everyone does get it, cause we're good guys, quote unquote. But, 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 but. but, but a lot of people obviously don't th- fucking get th-
2: it. Th- that's right, and, and, and the, th- and the thing is, is that. When it comes to these type of things, there are a lot of great, wonderful men out in the world that would never, ever do anything like this. And because they wouldn't, they assume nobody else does. So when women come out outraged and mad and upset, there's like, well, I don't do it and I don't see it. So it does not exist. And that's a false statement not,
1: because it does exist. And it's not just that. Honestly, the like that, that's part of the issue that some people just can't fathom a world like that yes um and i you know i I get that but you know the other part of this is that that type of rape is not a high percentage of rape you know what i mean the jump out the bushes beat somebody up catch them down the uh-huh. dark alley ma- ma- she got drunk and i fucked her you know no. pass around a party that's a lower percentage of rape yes there's a lot of people that are in rapey ass situations all the time they, and they know each other yeah, obviously. It, uh, yeah, you know, that's the why they boyfriends. call it date rape, or you yeah. can just be a friend, you can just be chilling inside somebody's hus- house watching Netflix. Yeah,
2: husband's wife, like hus- husbands rape their wives. Alright, I know, mean, boyfriends, girlfriends, you know. Cause uncles. consent,
1: consent should not be an optional thing. Ain't that the truth? But it feels like a lot of people go into these gray areas with consent, and it's like, well I got this far, I'ma go all in, you know, and it's like, you know that that is the dicey situation so many people end up in every single day and they don't want to be told that yo that's a rape
2: yeah and and, and it goes both ways not only are men not taught properly women are not taught properly because there's a lot of women that aren't taught when it comes to it they like oh i may have been raped like they'll actually go through the whole process and be like you know what i think i might have been raped Mm-hmm. I don't know that that makes sense to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I said no, but he forced himself on me, and then they begin to blame themselves. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you know that, that that's why I say like they don't even understand the definition of rape. When I say no, no means no, and we need to stop this process. Mm-hmm. Now I say no, you continue on past my point of saying no, right. and it, and it's one of those things where. You know, once you realize that I've been... And then it goes into that shame. Like, she shames herself even before anybody else can shame her. It's one of them... I I, I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have did that. And that's why a lot of rapes don't get reported a lot of times or either, especially if it's somebody that they know or their boyfriend or somebody close to them, I shouldn't have let them in. I shouldn't have been in. And and it's like by the time or if they even do get the courage to come up, they've beaten themselves up so bad a lot of times before they even get to the point of coming public that a lot of them are like, I just won't say anything. And for some women, they have been through the situation several times. But my thing is this, no me, no, motherfucker. I tell you, no, we need the motherfucker and stop or else we're gonna have issues
1: yeah also whenever there is a um whenever there's somebody that is so uh that sex just has such a great area especially the first couple times you have sex that i think a lot of people out there are almost depending on what you just said like well she she gonna be the one to get blamed so i'm just taking it
2: yeah, yeah. Or they're you not going to believe her or, or, or either, you know, I'm a guy. I can walk my way, talk my way out of it. If it's my word over her word, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to believe me. And it's one of those things where you are, it, like I said, because we, we're more apt to, to, to teach girls, excuse me, almost you're going to be a victim. You know, it's, it's like we, we come at women in the wrong way. Instead of saying, this is your body, this is your right, you have the right to tell anybody. And you have the right to say, yes, have sex with me, or no, not to have sex with me. You have this God-given right. And when you say no, no means no, and you do not have to settle for anything less. Because if anything over that is considered rape. But instead of doing that, we, here, baby, protect yourself. Don't don't wear them clothes. Don't go out and do this. We don't empower girls at an early age to let them know and understand the definition of rape.
1: Yeah. Um. I yeah. But like I said, I I think we do. Like honestly, I really think we do. It's just that we shame them, so they won't come forward. You know what I mean? We do tell we. That's kind of all girls here. Like I actually don't really buy the argument that girls don't know. It's all they're taught is you going. You about to be raped? Uh You took a left to get home. That's rape time. Uh, you you decide to stay at the party a little later than everybody. That's rape. You know that's all we teach girls is you gonna get raped. You walk in the house. Why you got makeup on? You're gonna get raped. You know what I mean? It's like we threaten them with their own sexuality. Mm -hmm. So I don't even buy that women aren't being taught that they're gonna. You know, like I'm. I think they're being taught. Yeah, you might have got raped, but it's your fault. So, I so I don't want to hear it. You know, it was it it was your fault. What were you doing down there? No, I'm. You know, now you've embarrassed me. I'm not raising a whore. Um, and when a woman like Serena Williams, who's an icon to so many people. Kind of slips up and says something you know like that without probably without even thinking about it. um it doesn't help, you know what I mean Mm-mm. so uh, I'm just glad her p r people got to her and cleared that up um all right, we gotta do some guest to race real quick, Karen um you know a lot of these people out here they need they need money Karen they need assistance and they need support, and in this case. We're talking about a pastor, Bishop Iv Hilliard, of Houston's New Light Church. Oh snap! Is it the only one in hot water over asking his flock for cash for what many believe to be frivolous expenditures wrongly purchased in the name of God? After Bishop Hilliard was put on the blast by website pimp preacher,
2: <laughs> <the>
1: receipt. <laughs> Uh The website Pimp Preacher received a copy of a newsletter sent out by Dr. Mark T. Barkley of Michigan's Living World Church asking his congregation to fork over $79,000 to repaint the church's Casino Cita- Citation 3650 purchased in 2012. In the newsletter, Dr. Barkley claims uh, makes an appeal to his parishioners claiming the luxury jet is a belonging to God. However, unlike Bishop Hillier, Dr. Barkley did not promise any blessings in return. Here's the letter that he wrote to his flock, Karen. Dear friend, our aircraft, a t- citation three, 650. I like how it's ours now. Ain't nobody ever been on the bill, right? Has been serving the ministry of Jesus Christ. It's just him, Jesus, and, and the Holy Ghost, and God. It's a four seater. Um, has been serving the ministry of Jesus Christ well since we purchased it in 2012. What year is it, Karen?
2: Uh thirteen.
1: Two thousand thirteen. That is correct, Karen. You got that one right.
2: I was thinking, wait a minute, that's only a year.
1: We are rejoicing in that. We've had to do some to do some work on it, but very little. I'm contacting you today with this passage on my heart. Matthew six, nineteen through twenty one. <laughs> Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Uh-huh. but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and what these do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also you see Karen by the heavens in this chapter I believe the Lord is saying the actual friendly skies where his airplane is so that's why you have to put your pleasures in the airplane he says we have noticed that the paint on this airplane is chipping in places places where it has been spot repaired in the past just to help s- stop some corrosion we're faced with one or two decisions we can spot paint the aircraft which is about one-third of the cost of painting the entire aircraft but we would need to continue to do that on on an ongoing basis or we can paint the entire aircraft which cost about $79,000 because of the intense process required for the aircraft to withstand all forms of weather at very high speeds, this will guarantee that it won't need attention again for years. If we don't paint the entire aircraft, it will be at risk for ongoing corrosion issues. Corrosion is a dangerous enemy for an airplane. It can eat up and ruin the an aircraft, sometimes grounding it until it is resolved. We must avoid this at all costs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: we must Karen. did, did y'all
2: did, did none of y'all gonna ride in right okay mm-hmm. we okay. it's ours uh, it, it's it, ours now but it wouldn't it wasn't ours before right it's our okay. plane
1: it's our plane but i just keep it at my house Karen. okay i'm writing you today to ask you to consider helping me with this project that part's in bold please pray about any part god would have you do for actually the airplane does belong to him and not me it is used for his ministry and not personal use.
2: Word for real. Okay. Whose name on it? Does it does it say in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ?
1: There are reasons why ministries like mine must have an aircraft. Must? Caps Lock must. M- I believe it is important for me to explain that the aircraft is far from a luxury item for me. Honestly, if there were any other way to fulfill my assignment, I would choose it. But you know, God don't fly coach.
2: <laughs> First class only for him. For the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost on the first class. Can't put Jesus in the overhead compartment. No, you can't. He I'm, is the pilot. I am the co-pilot of this plane.
1: I must have this aircraft to be able to get to one or more locations each day to help ministers and local churches and obey God's full-time call on my life. Anything you can sow at this time will not only move us forward, but it will also help us reach our nation's churches and pastors at a critical time. I have dedicated my entire ministry life to reaching, hurting, suffering, and dying humanity. I certainly don't plan to pull back now. If all our partners and friends will help, this will be, not be a great task. Vicky always says there is power in numbers. If 80 people, ministries, or companies a $1,000, it will be taken care of. Some are not capable of doing that. I understand, but many can do so much more. As we are led by the spirit, I believe we will take care of this. A special thanks in advance for my heart to you for agreeing and praying with me. <laughs> you know, they agree for calling this money ah, for calling this money. You know, they praying, right for calling this money into Mark Barkley Ministries and for anything you can send to help with this project. People like you make people like me go by uh, doc, by Mr. Mark T. Bradley.
2: I have a question. Pre-
1: preacher of righteousness. I have a question. How
2: you putting gas in this sucker?
1: Uh, I don't know, Karen. You probably spending thousands and thousands of dollars in gas. Well, I'm sure the Holy Spirit is providing for that too, Karen. Is we
2: playing Guest the Race?
1: Um, I don't see his. Let me see if I can find a picture of him, but, uh, let's see. Dr. Mark T. Bradley. Let me see. Um, see if we can play some Guest the Race with this guy. Yes, we can play Guest the Race. All right, chat room. Guess the race of Mark T. Barkley. Uh, preacher and pimp. H.W. White pronounces ambulance, ambulance. Uh, Berean Baptist Church White. Uh, he's in Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, Justin. One who serves Paula Dean. <laughs> 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 uh, Church of, Church, Church of Jesus Christ. Oh, whiter than something white. Jim Jones white. He white. Correct answer is white. I don't know if everybody looked him up or what, but yeah, he's white. I can't believe y'all got that. I would have guessed black for fucking sure. Me too. Like that's some that's some black that's, right now. Yeah, I ain't that the truth. Father and son pimps, Vincent George Senior and Junior, acquitted of sex trafficking after prostitutes come to their defense. Ha <laughs> ha! New York City. A father and son who admitted they were pimps have been acquitted in New York of sex trafficking after several prostitutes testified that they were treated well. A judge delivered the verdict Wednesday at the trial of Vincent George Sr. and his son, Vincent George Jr. They were found guilty of promoting prostitution and money laundering. The two said that they were pimps but didn't traffic women. Several prostitutes testified on George's behalf. They said that they were one big happy family enjoying a suburban life as wife-in-laws in in Allentown, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Wife-in-laws? Mm-hmm. While commuting to New York by night. Prosecutors say the women were too traumatized to admit they'd been abused. Prosecutors played hours of wiretap conversation in which the men threatened to assault them if they didn't make enough. (laughs) Ah, holy shit. Um, So, guess the race of Vincent George Sr. and Jr., Uh, Father and son pimps that uh, had uh, apparently good health benefits. Uh, Excellent health benefits. Yeah. Big love white, says Peyton. Big love. Chicken McNigget. Okay. (laughs) McNigget. Bunny Ranch White, associates of Mike in Chicago. But Mike ain't no pimp, though. Mm -mm. White, says Justin. Uh, The correct answer is black. They were both black, y'all. And I don't think they were hanging out with Spanish Fly, Lucky Strike. Or none of them crews. Or Donnell. The Chi Town player.
2: New, none of them dudes.
1: A man was arrested in Sacramento for allegedly throwing a spear at a passing vehicle. Oh my. That's right, Ken. He was a spear checker. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Jeffrey Jones, fifty six, was standing in the road in Auburn Boulevard at seven thirty eight PM in Sacramento. When police say he threw a spear at the front fender of a vehicle that was driving by causing it to become lodged in the vehicle. Jones was located by police and arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. The spear was booked as evidence. No injuries were reported. Well, that's the spirit. Ha! I slay me. Oh Lord. You know how it is, Karen. Um, so, uh, let me check the chat room. See if anybody knows, guess the race of Mr. What the fuck was his name? jeffrey jones 56 years old fucking mook rest in peace tony soprano plate lip says the wound god that's uh african for people that don't know black
2: oh that's new for me
1: Jigaboo jones says Linda brothers uh so it looks like uh nig <laughs> nigger race what is nigger nigger race i don't know what that means Nigarachi? Is that what it is? <laughs> Nigarachi. KKK member from the 50s, the correct as it is. White. It was a white spear chucker. I knew y'all was going to get thrown off when the, the turn, when he said he was throwing spears and shit. Ah. I knew y'all was going to be like, oh, that's a nigga right there, spear chucking. But that's wrong, y'all. Okay? Stereotypes can be hurtful and harmful. Ha! Ah. A man shot and wounded another man in a drive-by on the west side because someone had to pay after he was not allowed to see his child on Father's Day. Oh Lord. Xavier Guzman, 25, whose nickname is Lil Bin Laden, <laughs> has been charged with aggravated battery with a handgun and unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. Guzman is accused of shooting a 21-year-old man uh in the Douglas Park neighborhood early Monday. After his arrest, Guzman told officers he had an argument with the child's mother after she refused to let him see her child see his child. Uh he told the police he became enraged and wanted to take enraged and wanted to take out on somebody. At twelve fifteen AM Monday, Ogden District Beat officers heard two gunshots and saw a white SUV traveling south at a high rate of speed. Officers followed and saw Guzman toss a gun out the driver's side window. Uh, the gun was a 38 caliber handgun. It was recovered, and Guzman was placed in custody after the SUV crashed. Officers went to Mount Sinai Hospital and learned the man had gone, gone there after being shot. The victim from Douglas Park neighborhood was standing on the sidewalk when the SUV stopped. The driver said, "What's up, bitch?" while pointing the gun at him and a friend. Now I want to know where your mama stay at, where your daddy stay at, where your grandmama stay at. Uh, Guzman then fired several times, striking the 21 year old in the right forearm. His condition was stabilized in Mount Sinai, according to the report. Guess the race of Xavier Guzman, uh, father of the year. He just want to see his kids, y'all. Say no more, black. Maybe Ben Laden because he killed a bunch of people. Maybe a little Ben Laden. Oh, Lord. Uh, Snoop from the Wire. Adidas house shoes, white shock socks, plaid shirt aficionado, yo, essay. Adobe life conquered Aztecs. OG (laughs) Mexicans. Black man wouldn't be that upset. (laughs) But you still didn't guess a race, Basil. Latino homes. Water back. One loco vato. Push it faster essay. Is this OJ getaway plan? Black. Slip and slide back. The correct answer is Latino. Mm -hmm. He's a Latino Latino man. Um, Let's see what else we got here. I think we got a couple more. Um. Here here we go. Karen, did, when you were a kid, did you ever not want to do your chores? Of course. Well, this kid didn't want to do his chores either. He was 10 years old. And he decided that, uh, you know what? Fuck it, Mom. No more chores for me.
2: No, it's not. Just need to get refreshed.
1: Um, I don't know. I could try. I don't think the video ever worked on this one, though. I was just going to read it. But um, I'll give it a shot and see if I can make it work. For Juneteenth, everybody. For Juneteenth. Um, right, let's see if it'll work. Now, let me play some music for you guys while we uh, wait for this to load.
0: Bone on pros, bitch. Y'all know what it is. On the bitches, we to lick on the bitches. Nope, it's not playing. I'll just have to read
1: it. Yeah, he has to read it,
2: y'all.
1: Millersburg, Ohio. An Ohio boy admitted he fatally shot his mother in the head with a rifle when he was. When he was 10 years old, shot her shot in the head with a rifle, shot her in the head with a rifle when she was ten, when he was 10 years old. Uh, after what a relative described as an argument over chores, the boy now 13 entered the equivalent of a guilty plea Monday in juvenile court. On January 2011, a boy went to a neighbor's house called 911, told the dispatcher he had shot his mother at the home in the rural Holmes County around uh, about 70 miles northeast of Columbus i shot my mom i shot her with a gun he said at the time his uncle said the boy his mother had argued over carrying firewood defense attorney andy high said the boy lived in an emotionally abusive environment was provoked by his mother screaming and just snapped now that is odd like when you shoot your mom and you have a defense attorney and he's trying to get you off right Mm -hmm. he has you killed your mom Mm-hmm. in order to get you off he has to make it reasonable that you killed your mom mm-hmm. oh it was an abusive relationship and he had to shoot her in her motherfucking head so you know how it is guys um she was mo- she was mothering from a distance karen see this is why you can't raise kids with skype uh-huh. the boy is one at, of th- le- at least with skype he just shot the computer screen and not her that's true she couldn't have caught that bullet the boy is one of those that i just feel sorry for Hod said he had a lot dumped on him at a young age and responded inappropriately but the spur of the moment decision now will affect the rest of his life. The boy will be sentenced later and he could be held in the youth facility until he's 21. High said Wednesday that the judge can consider a range of placement options and he'll ask that the boy go to a residential treatment facility with with access to counseling. County Prosecutor Steve Noling told the repository in Canton the plea deal avoids a trial that benefits no one. It obviously is obviously a very difficult situation because of his age, but it's still a murder case. He's right. Still counts. He didn't immediately respond to a message seeking further comment Wednesday. The boy said he understood his plea agreement during the Monday hearing attended by his father and other relatives. The repository reported the issue of the trial had been on hold because the boy initially was found not competent for that. The court then later found him competent earlier this year. He's received counseling for anxiety and depression and can't bring himself to talk about the shooting. How I said. So yeah, man, um, guest no there. guest race on this. Oh, my this. bad. I
2: put one in the chat room. Oh,
1: you know, everybody guessed right. Uh, probably guessed white, Karen. You know how racist our chat room is. I mean, it's a goddamn 10 year old with a gun and he's not killing kids in Chicago on the streets. You know, when you're not killing the innocents, everybody's like, mm-hmm. Had to be black. Had to be black. Um, all right, man, let's, uh, wrap this up. We got to talk about. The thing we always talk about, Karen. Okay. Sword ratchiness. A man allegedly stabbed his friend. His friend, y'all. See, a lot of you people think that you got friends out here. Because y'all do things together. But if you look on a mantle and you see a fucking sword, you're not really their friend. You are a kebab to them, okay? <laughs> you are opportunity to get sliced. Right. Sword owners only see... Problems that can be solved by slicing people. Mm -hmm. A man in his mid-30s is fighting for his life Wednesday after a friend allegedly stabbed him with a sword when horseplay went awry. Now who played like that? There ain't one nigga in the hood that played like that. Shout out to Friday. Police responded to a reported stabbing around 3.30 a.m. Prime sword slicing time. (laughs) Officers found the victim su- suffering a stab wound to his abdomen. He was rushed yeah. to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. The two friends were horse when it got out of hand, and they started grappling and wrestling. Then the suspect, a 26-year-old Overland Park man, got upset, grabbed a sword, and stabbed his friend. The suspect was arrested as being held in Johnson County Jail on suspicion of aggravated battery that caused great bodily harm just
2: yeah that that that's yeah that's play too much and so sad that, yeah that's why i don't do no
1: horseplay you know especially that's not with people that get, own swords that's how
2: you get steppy steppy
1: you know what kind of person owns a sword and also can stop it losing in horseplay they can never stop first start slap boxing and shadow boxing next thing you know a motherfucking uh katana is sticking out your ribs and you're like where did i go wrong
2: I've, I've i've seen it happen before i've seen people mm-hmm. horseplay before you know it it does not end well so i don't even play that because all i do is take one person smacking too hard or one person button too hard next thing you know y'all prowling i'll
1: tell you where you went wrong trusting a person that owns a sword today's <laughs> podcast <laughs> was brought to you by shadow dog productions go to com. check out their youtube shadow dog productions is all right there we appreciate everybody that does that. We'll see you guys on Saturday morning. We we'll do our feedback show. Whoa. Uh we will talk to you guys then. Roger can have a tattoo. Yeah, I have my tattoo. Uh Thursday actually uh we should be going to see my grandma. She's in the hospital. She has mm-hmm. some issues like health related Uh so this is gonna be a busy day tomorrow. Tattoo then not go see my grandma. She probably be like, What is that on oh, your, your arm? arm? You know that. Everybody will ask you that. Yep, but you know what? I believe in y'all, so. We'll be fine. Uh, until then, I will talk to you guys uh Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you. I love you, too, baby. Mwah. Hey, Rod, are you ready to go balls deep in sports? Hola, and welcome to Balls Deep, or Huevos Depot, as you say, in Mexico. I can't do the show without my number one sleazo, the other real house husband of Charlotte, it's the homie J Trio. What's up, dog? Scary. <laughs> Scary. What's, what's up, bro? We ain't got the homie Lance Gilliam. Uh, Jay- for people that mess with the Evening Jones, you should know Lance. You should be familiar with them. I mean, when they won game two, I was like, yo, LeBron still hasn't had the LeBron game, uh, and 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 they're still it's one one in this series, and I'd be nervous if I was the Spurs because if he does get on track, it's gonna be a problem. Because he's actually not playing that well. I think they are doing something different, too, mm-hmm. though. Uh, if you watch a lot of the other teams and the other series, they continuously try to get physical with LeBron. That's true. LeBron. Um, and the Spurs aren't
0: yeah. doing it. They're just kind of saying, hey, I'm going to be in your face, but I'm not necessarily going to hit you every time. They're not doing anything to provoke LeBron, to get him motivation to do anything different.
1: Kevin Durant mm. decided to join Jay-Z's sports agency. Jay Z's picking up a few people here, man.
0: Man, Jay having he having uh, business beatings at the Forty
1: Forty Club, putting a little something in they drink, they ain't even know it, and <laughs> he having contract signed right then on the spot. I don't I don't get off a of TNT and go that Kenny Smith. Why isn't he a GM yet? And he throw parties at the All Star Game. And his wife is, is bad. That?
0: Yes. Oh my yeah. God,
1: his wife is bad. <laughs>
0: She's sexy,
1: dog. Oh, my God. Like, he he did what I'm surprised so many NBA players don't. Why don't you just wife a bad one early in the game instead of trying to be like these dudes that's like, I'm going to get the hoe I can cheat on, and then you end up with some ugly-ass middling chick for the rest of your life because that's who you stuck with. <laughs> All Housewives. Yeah, yeah, she let you hit them jump-offs on the road, but when you go out in public, that's who we know you with. And we sitting up here like, really, Charles Barkley? That's what you uh, decided was a good look for the rest of your life? Josh Gordon, Cleveland Browns, you know, he got in trouble for some PEDs and this little offseason thing here. He got suspended for two games, but he lost four game checks.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't understand this world. How the fuck you going to make me play for free? Why is it that important to you? I just want to know. No, not you. You Chad Johnson. (laughs) Why the fuck is this shit that important to you, man? Like, and this this is because I kind of have a little bit of of experience in this situation because I have access to Bomani's Twitter. It's just that dude that's like, man, Chad just got locked up. I could put out a tweet right there. <laughs> 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 Dude might not have a job when he gets out. That's all I'm saying. Right? Oh my god. Well Lance, don't
0: ever destroy Bo, man. We have to come find him. Oh, come on now. La 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 Hey Mamba.